Weather and Ag in Focus on WGAY Radio. Welcome back to Weather and Ag in Focus. It's a new week, and it's 106 on this afternoon. And what do you know? An absolutely beautiful afternoon. 35 degrees. Light window to the north at 8 miles an hour. we got a full rundown on your forecast coming up here in just a moment. And it is looking like another favorable week, although it will turn a little cooler. Temperature still at or near the average mark by the end of the week. What's another little warm up into the weekend, guys? What's going on today? I can beat you on temperature. Oh, I bet you can't. <clears throat> Where you at? I am. Can't I am that. in Cooper's. <laughs> I am in Cooperstown, North Dakota. There's like one pile of snow left here in the whole town, but it's What's about 41 say? degrees right now. Wow! Look at that. Mm. Yeah. First time in a long time, Bridget had to do some traveling, and the weather hasn't been bad. Yeah. This is we, right. We yeah, better, but is Cooperstown really that far away? <coughs> it doesn't matter with her traveling. You know, you it really doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's never mattered. It's mm. usually just gone terribly badly. But this week is good, so... What does next week look next week look like, guys? Oh, or I'm, I'm long term? That's a good question. Uh-huh. What day are okay. you traveling? Yeah. <laughs> we're, Monday and Tuesday and uh Wow. Next week looks pretty quiet. Wow, that looks that All right. Yeah, it doesn't I don't I mean there might be a clipper system coming in here, but I'm not seeing the uh, no. So I just bring the cold, but not the snow. You know, Got even, it. Even Don't that even cold. think it's going to be cold. Yeah. I mean, we were looking at uh, a, a nice chunk of Arctic air possibly coming in here and settling in here through next week. and It's there. It just will not there. drop into yeah. the states. It's like 20 to 35 below north of uh, the Great Lakes up towards Hudson Bay, and it's just... It's kind of wobbling up there, and it's just it. Now the last two cycles of the LRC that backed up. We had a huge storm that came up the east coast and wrapped back into Hudson Bay and shoved that down south. Uh, well, and although the there is going to be the east there is going to be a big storm on the east coast, so it fits the same pattern. But that storm is going to go out to sea after it hammers uh, New York City here uh, during the day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised Bridget isn't going to New York City is what I was waiting for. Last but, minute you cancel a ticket or a flight um, or something? No, no, that oh, one's cattleman's thing. That's there. okay. There was a there was some consideration, but that's not going to be till like later this spring. So we'll see. Bum bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> How late a spring are we talking? We got to let New York know. <laughs> Who needs that groundhog? I'll take care of the weather from right. now on. No doubt. You know, um, I'll tell you what. Dude, we were commenting uh, behind the scenes of, of just not only on how snow-free this winter has been. Uh, oddly enough, we're not that far off on precip, but that was only due to one storm, really, that kind of brought us right. back yeah. to uh, to normal or close to it. We've only had eight and a half inches of snow for this whole season compared to take a guess how much we had to this point last year bridget oh uh it was 85 inches and i remember it well no to this point last year so up like that's what i'm saying there wasn't 84 inches no no, man (laughs) it really felt like there was it was it was 102 come on we had thirty. <laughs> we had thirty and a half inches to this point last year. So we did have a snowy March and April because we wound up with fifty. No, we wound up with more than fifty yeah, we last in the year. 60s. Yeah, we were in the sixties last year. So we yeah, doubled 60s it. Sixties of inches. We doubled our snowfall total just from this point forward last winter. So what a difference a year is going to make. And speaking of um, going back to last Friday, we did have a contest on who could guess. The closest to the storm that was coming through, uh, we had a guess of one point four, and we had a guess of one point six five, and mm. we had an inch and a half. So the one point four inch guess won. And who was that winner, Justin? Uh, that was, it was Judy. No, that was not Judy. Okay, it was Sherry L. Sherry L one. Sherry, how much snow? Sherry, you have thirty seconds to call to Clinton. No, (laughs) one, two. I could use another one. Four, 
Now, just give five. Us, um, so, Sherry, just uh, we'll, we'll have your rain gauge waiting for you at our front desk. Uh, just swing by any time between the regular business hours. Have an ID. That says, yeah, sh- that says Sherry L on it. Yeah, it has please. to say Sherry L. I don't and, want a, a Larry L coming in. And if you would be so kind as to please help Justin, because after he got past 10, he got confused and forgot where he was. So oh, no, we just, we just eclipsed 30 seconds. So that rain gauge oh. is now mine. I was waiting for him to take his shoes off and start counting. Toe. I'll probably run. What comes, down the what comes after 14? I'm out of toes. Well, you shouldn't be playing with fireworks. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> have That's to worry fingers, about that. man. Uh, I've seen Don't you ask how the toes yeah, are missing. Right. Let's take a look at the forecast. We're looking at uh, sunshine being replaced by partly cloudy skies this afternoon. Still a mild day, mid to upper 30s across the area with winds lightly blowing out of the north northwest. Overnight tonight, clouds will thicken up. We'll drop down to low in the low 20s. And for Tuesday, Clipper system rides to our north. That'll uh, thicken up the clouds and give us a little light snow later in the afternoon. We're looking at uh, less than a half inch, probably a couple tenths of an inch. Uh, could come right at that rush hour time or just after where eh, it could slicken things up a touch, but don't look for much. And then Wednesday, a uh, system rides to our south through South Dakota and southern Minnesota, giving them some measurable snow. Maybe just a flurry out of that here with highs in the lower 30s and then 20s on Thursday and right around 20 or the upper teens on Friday, it looks like. And the weekend, see the temperatures rebound back into the 20s to possibly low 30s. So all in all, not a bad-looking forecast. Yeah, no 40s in there, but we weren't far away from it on the weekend. We hit 39. That's close enough. Close enough for horseshoes and hand grenades. And missing toes. And Mm -hmm. let's take, you know, we were talking also about March, how March is really going to be a mild month. Uh, I'll tell you, don't think so. Oh, I'm just looking at you. I didn't say anything. You're looking cross-eyed at me. I just looked over at you. Mm -hmm. We didn't plan on doing this, so I didn't know. No, we didn't. I'm just springing it on you. I was looking at you because I'm like, we didn't plan about this. I'm seeing if you uh, have the LRC calendar memorized. I got everything memorized. So March is going to be a really mild month, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see our first 60-degree temp in March. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised. We've already hit 60, though. At all. Our seconds. Well, I guess for 24. Yeah. Yeah. We had one in December. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait Good and see how that pans out. But uh, again, remember that Christmas storm, according to the LRC, will cycle back anywhere between that 22nd, 25th time frame. And wouldn't that be something if we have a nice mild month and then that just boom and then bam hits us with well, snow? Well, you know how winters go around here. So we get like our. Like just early winter, and then it's winter, and then it's true winter, and then we get false spring, and then it's winter two, and then we get a second mm-hmm. false spring, and then it's we're there third winter. Yeah, we're second false spring. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> heading into our uh, second or third winter. Man, now besides the weather, so last night there was an Usher concert that Taylor Swift went to where he. He duetted with Reba McIntyre, and a lot of football players showed up. And I've been getting so many memes. It was wild. I'm getting so many memes from the ag community where people took, uh, what's his name, Kelsey, the football player, chewing on the coach. And he was chewing on. It was so good. Things like, I told you not to park that truck there. Why didn't you shut the gate? Now the cows got out. Uh, But I already bought all my dicamba. The court can't do this to me. I mean, it's been just fantastic. Good stuff today. I'm getting some different ones, but same same image. (laughs) So kind of the same image. But yeah, there's there have been some very good ones. I told you we weren't planting sunflowers this year. I mean, it's just been fabulous. Thank you for sending those. Keep them coming. Right. Let me know if you got more. Yeah, it's been good. And we've got a special guest today coming up, Bridget, here in a few minutes. Uh, Who's our guest today? We do. So we're going to be joined by Todd Molden. Todd is with the NDSU Dairy Barn. Hands up. Who knew NDSU has a dairy barn? I did. Because you see it when you go to the airport, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of many extension research centers that NDSU has. And there's also beef, swine, and sheep. But there's a lot of questions as to why does NDSU have a beef barn? What do they do there? I'm going to guess they milk the cows, but 
who milks the cows and more. And now in light of the fact that South Dakota State University is going to be closing their barn, how does that impact what happens here at North Dakota State? So I've got a lot of questions for Todd. Hopefully you do too. We would want you to reach out to us on the Red Wing Shoe phone line at 701 793-9000 to make sure that those questions that you have get asked along with ours. Oh, and while you're at it, remember that our live auction is going on this week. And for those of you whose vehicles get dirty going to and from those dairy barns and other places, you can bid for a auto detailing protection plan from Extreme Detailing. It's the ceramic protection valued at $2,000, has a seven-year warranty. You can do that on Thursday Bidding starts at three hundred dollars, so get ready. Have your have your bidding fingers all ready to go on your computer and your phone, so you can uh, get in and make sure you get that bid Chrome vehicle. Right on. Thanks for sharing that, Bridget. Excellent. No problem. Wow. We'll have Todd up next, and don't forget to call us when you do. Right now, we got to take a little moment to catch up with the American Egg Network, see what's shaking in their world. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Feeder cattle remain the leader to the upside with quiet action in live cattle and hogs. You're listening to the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen with this market update. Also, take a look over at what is happening in the livestock trade right now as we wrap up our session on this Monday. Feeder cattle have been the star, finding some decent strength here throughout the session. While meantime, the hog market and the lives in the live cattle market. Things have been in a really quiet and two-sided trade here today. Just not much moving throughout uh, those sectors. We see box beef prices higher at midday choice up 89 cents, 294.93 per hundred weight. Select up a dollar 58. 286.66 per hundred weight. Meantime, we see that new show lists appear to be mixed higher in Kansas, but lower in Texas and Nebraska, Colorado. We did get some decent action late in the week last week in feedlot country. It's going to be interested to see uh, just how much uh, was bought by packers, how much uh, that cattle were committed for either nearby delivery or deferred delivery. Uh, be interesting to see how that plays into things as we go throughout the week. Hog trade markets uh, continue to see a little bit of volatility. Had some decent trade to uh, round out the week. Pork cutout values continue to bounce all over the place, though. Cash hog market very thinly traded right now. Pork cutout values up 347 89 You're listening to the American Ag Network. Hey, Peter. That's me, just an ordinary guy. Listen, quick favor. At least I used to be, before Spherex fungicide. With two active ingredients, it gave me power to defeat Don. Now... When you're done thwarting evil, you mind getting my cat out of that tree? Everyone thinks I'm some kind of superhero. And I thought I heard a runaway train earlier. So I get a lot of save them and fix that, and of course, epic hero montages. But hey, for wheat and barley quality, I'll do what it takes to save the season. Spherex fungicide from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk YouTube channel. You can watch our latest interviews with top market analysts in the country, find bonus content, and much more. It's easy. Just go to youtube.com slash at Market Talk Egg and hit the subscribe button. Or you can search for Market Talk Egg on YouTube. If you miss an episode of Market Talk, you can listen back to the show anytime. Just search for Market Talk on your podcast platform of choice, and you can hear past episodes of the program on demand. Take a look over at the livestock trade. Let's look at live cattle for February down 50, 184.12. April down 90, 185.82. Feeder cattle for March, 122 higher, 248.37. April up 102, 252.80. February hogs down 5, 73.62. April hogs down 22 at 80.92. Feeder cattle index up 84, 242.95. And the hog index down 40, 73.60. This is the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen reporting. Weather and Ag in Focus on WGAY Radio. And welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us this afternoon. We're so glad that you are here and ready to join ourselves, Dean, Justin, and me, along with our director of the NDSU Dairy Barn. That would be Todd Molden. So, Todd... Thank you for taking the time today. I hope it's just in time between milkings for you to be here. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, we're, we're just uh, 
uh, we'll start up chores, afternoon chores here at about two o'clock and, and, uh, we'll, we'll get the cows taken care of and it'll be good. We'll be hopefully wrapped up by about six o'clock tonight. Okay. So a lot of folks maybe don't realize that with North Dakota State, we have multiple research facilities and one of them is yours. Tell us a little bit about the background of why a dairy barn exists for the university. Well, yeah, there's, there's, uh, three, um, uh, focuses for for NDSU and that's um, research, teaching, and extension, and and the uh, the the animal units uh, kind of cover all three of those. Uh, and and uh, you know we do a lot. We teach a ton of classes out here, or all all of the units. Uh, we teach um, uh, yeah, just there's there's always classes coming out here and using the the facilities for different things. Obviously, we have research trials and uh, things going on, and then also. Uh, we serve uh, in the extension world, uh, uh, so uh, these these units help cover all three of the uh, different um, focuses of the university. So, and and Todd, so in cla- oh, go, go ahead, ahead Dean. Go right, ahead. No, uh, go ahead. Okay, Todd, how many how many cows do you have out there on on the facility? So we're milking about ninety five cows right now, and and then we have all of our replacement animals, and and uh, so we have about two hundred two hundred head of livestock uh, or two hundred head of dairy cattle on on NDSU, and then uh, of course then there's uh, our our beef cattle uh, center has a lot of cattle, uh, our beef cattle research center across the across the interstate um, has. Uh, that varies depending upon what research they have going on, and then and then of course the sheep and the swine unit as well. So. And, and equine. I don't want to forget equine. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned how many head and that there's classes coming out, but the classes aren't doing the day-to-day operations, right? You're not relying on a class each time there's a milking time frame, right? How does that all work? Yeah, well, there there are a couple classes that, that do will come and maybe milk one time or something like that, but um, we've got uh, we have a I have one full timer that works uh, under me, uh, Bob Brown. He's my assistant herdsman, and he's awesome. And then we have uh, a number of students that work for us, and we're we're really blessed right now to have a great group of students. Um, you know, a lot of them came to us without without any dairy background, and and which has kind of been more the norm uh, lately as I've been hiring uh, students uh, um, because. Um, there, there's not a, uh, well, we, we have a lot of kids maybe from Minnesota that come with, with, uh, a little bit of uh, dairy background, but there's not a ton of, of students that are coming in here with a ton of dairy background from North Dakota, but, um, uh, we're, they, so many of them are coming eager to learn and we're able to, to uh, teach them and, and uh, teach them what we're looking for and, you know, how to milk the cows, how to feed the cows. And, and so we've got a great group of students that work for us right now and we're so grateful to have them. And, and, uh, uh, we're, yeah, like I said, it's not lost on me, uh, how blessed we are to have a great group of students. Okay, guys, I don't think either one of you understood that work study might involve work like milking cows or your part-time job during college. I don't think you saw that one coming, did you? That, you know what? That would be fun, though, you know, going through college and getting to do that on the side. Well, it could yeah, be, we, but what's they, your milking they, uh, times, Todd? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> uh, we... Uh, um, we do we do start the day pretty early around here. We we're usually uh, I tell them four. We I tell them we start at four, but really uh, a lot of our students are rolling in at, at about three o'clock, and because they want to get uh, wrapped up with with class or with uh, chores, so that they can get on to class and 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 they don't have to when they sign up to work here. It, it's not a prereq that they work the the four a.m. shift, but a lot of them find out that hey, it's kind of nice to come in. I I get a can get a, a bunch of hours in, make some money, and, and still have my whole day in front of me. But um, and of course, the weekends uh, still we still need some uh, help on the weekends. The cows don't take the weekend off, so uh, be nice if they did, but but they don't. But uh, but um, but yeah, and then, and our chores start at about two o'clock in the afternoon, and and uh, we we put milkers on about three o'clock in the afternoon. So um, so we get we get. Uh, um, we have a full day here, no doubt about it, but uh, we've got um, – so it kind of fits a lot of different kids' schedules because if they have a little later classes and they, maybe they want to get an early shift in and, and uh, for others, you know, they have 
maybe 8 a.m. classes, and so then they, they like the afternoon classes better. So. And, and Todd, with the, uh, where does the product go? Does, it, does the milk stay locally? Does it get shipped out somewhere? Yeah, uh, all of our, our milk is sold to Cask Lay right here in town. So, um, so yeah, uh, and so if you're buying Kemp's milk or, or Hornbacher's milk or Cask Lay milk, there's a chance it's coming right from here at the NDSU Dairy. So, is, is that why it tastes so much better? Absolutely. That's what I think. The, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, I noticed, I noticed that moving up here, uh, just comparing milk, you know, whatever brand it is. And then when I first, the first time I brought, uh, bought the Cask Lake, uh, brand, I said, what, this is a lot, I don't know, smoother. It was just better tasting. It really was. I'm not just saying that, Justin. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's always nice when it comes uh, locally. You know, it's right. nice and fresh. Supporting and it's, local, it's, too. It's to yep. the grocery store very, very shortly, and it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I, that's what we drink. So mm. so how much milk are you and guys honestly, producing uh, uh, daily? Um, right now, uh, ours are, are averaging in, in, you know, the, the mid-70s or, uh, you know, 70 pounds of milk per day. So, you know, in that 8 to 9-gallon uh, per cow on, on average, you know, some are obviously given less, some are given more. Uh, but uh, we have some cows that are, you know, fairly, fairly uh, fresh in their lactation that are giving, uh, you know, 120, 130 pounds. Uh, so uh, they they crank it out pretty good. But uh, um, you know, and some that are that are a little, little later in lactation that aren't quite as milking as hard. So you know, when you said that about having um, a number of head on site. We didn't even talk about this. My head automatically assumed you just have whole stands, but do you have different milk breeds as well? So all we have is our uh, um, Holsteins and red and white Holsteins here. Every, everything that we have is registered with Holstein USA. Um, we used to have a great brown Swiss herd from from my understanding. It was before I got here, which is which has been a while now. So, uh, but, uh, from what I understand, we had an amazing Brown Swiss herd. Uh, there was, um, uh, a Dean, uh, that decided at the time that we should have less variables in our research. So they, um, they eliminated the Brown Swiss from our herd. But, uh, from what I hear, it was quite the herd. I'd love to get, uh, some more breeds in here at some point, but, uh, for right now we just have the Holsteins and red and white Holsteins. So, and with those, when you said classes come out and they work there, are they just milking, or what are some of the things that students are doing when they're on site at the barn? Yeah, they they're they're learning how to milk cows, they're learning how to feed cows, but they're also involved with, um, you know, we have a number of students that that want to go on to to be uh, vets, uh, so they're we're giving them the hands on um, working with working with um, you know calving or with um uh, any any um health issues that the the cows might have we're letting them uh, be involved with that so that they can learn with hands-on experience that they just don't get otherwise and and uh, it's it's uh, so nice because we're right next to campus they're not having to travel uh, a long ways to be able to uh, to work with these animals and that's really a huge deal and 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 I know that as uh some universities have have eliminated some dairies it's it's uh and they and they think or not dairies farms in general um and they've they've thought oh that's a good idea we'll just travel to local farms and it it just doesn't work very good and it's been a um uh, it's too bad because the the people that suffer are the students and and so uh because like i said uh we're giving them if they want to learn it we're willing to teach it to them and so anything anything to do with uh working with uh, dairy cattle we want to show them and and we've got you know, uh, we've got a lot of students that are, they just want to dive right in and get their hands uh, on whatever they can. And, and so it's really cool to be able to teach them those things. And, and it's pretty invaluable for their education. Right on. Well, Todd, hold on a moment. we got to catch local news here at the bottom of the hour. If anyone listening wants to join in on the conversation, ask Todd some questions about the uh the Dairy Barn over there at NDSU, feel free to give us a call on the Red Wing Shoes phone line. That's 701-293-9000. Again, 701-293-9000. Emails to the program are weather or ag at flagfamily.com, as well as those live comment boxes available there on Facebook and YouTube Live. We'll get caught up with local news, and we'll return with Todd, director of the NDSU Dairy Barn. 
Luther Family Buick GMC has the inventory you've been waiting for. Don't just settle for what's left over. Pick your favorite from our huge selection of new Buicks and GMCs. The shelves are stocked and the lot is full with rates as low as 0.9 on a new GMC Sierra 1500 or 0.9 financing on most new Buick models for qualified buyers. Bring your title and your trade and come in today while the selection is strong. Luther Family Buick GMC South Fargo. We are professional grade. Good afternoon, I'm Tom Tucker, WDAY News First. West Fargo Police Chief Pete Nielsen is getting behind a plan to expand and convert City Hall into a new police headquarters. The building, the design, uh, when it was built back in 2015, I don't believe it was you know, built to what it should have been. If the city moves forward with converting the building into a new police headquarters, the cost could be in the range of $25 million. The city of Fargo is saving thousands of dollars this year, which would normally go towards snow removal efforts. This year's winter has been unusually mild, leaving little snow to be cleared from the roads. As a result, the city has saved more than $280,000 compared to what they spent by this time last winter. Minnesota's legislative session kicks off today. Lawmakers return to St. Paul with party leaders saying significant spending bills are less likely to pass following last year's legislative session. And Governor Walls is supporting a bill from a Rochester lawmaker that will keep health care organizations from denying treatment to patients based on previous medical debt. The bill by State Senator Liz Bolden will also bar organizations from charging interest on medical debt, keep those debts from being reported to credit agencies, and stop medical debts from being transferred to a spouse after a patient's death. Tom Tucker, WDAY and WDAYRadioNow.com. I've been telling you about these garage condos at Luxdoor. It's a fun place to store your rides, toys, boats, or RV for just a little more than a place that's just a storage unit. Luxdoor is designed to fit your style. It's a secure, non-commercial location with less traffic plus interior upgrades offered at a reasonable price with a reasonable maintenance fee. Add bathrooms, kitchens, bars, entertainment area, or whatever you want. Luxdoor Garage Condos, south on I-29 at the Wild Rice Exit. Find out more online at Luxdoor.com. This is Weather and Ag in Focus with Richard Riedel, Justin Storm, and Dean Wysocki. And welcome back to All About Dairy Cows. We are talking today with the herdsman Todd Molden at NDSU's Dairy Barn. And okay, Todd, the guys have some pretty important questions for you. Okay, Ooh, I'm going to... others, make sure to yeah. call us and let us know if you have them too. Yeah. <laughs> 701-293-9000 on our Red Wing Shoe Hotline. Uh, one of our... One of our li- I'm going to try and ask this with a straight face because I, I think our listener was kidding, but I, I'm i not sure. So uh, from Justin, one of our listeners, he emails... <laughs> he, he Not that Justin, he knows better. <laughs> Do, do I though? Do, does chocolate? I can't ask this. Does chocolate? Come on, Justin. Come on. You got to be so joking. Every, everybody he knows the, the Swiss chocolate milk, the brown gallon at the grocery store. Do the brown Swiss cows produce the Swiss chocolate milk? I think he was kidding, but I think Brad, you can testify that no, that's not uh, the case. It's not. <laughs> No. Yeah, we, we give we give uh, we give lots and lots of tours every year. Tons of tours. We probably give a hundred tours a year, and and a lot of them are to uh, to uh, um, you know elementary kids. Like we call we call uh, April and May tour season around the uh, around the barns because it's so many uh, school groups come through. But inevitably, that's one of the questions that gets asked. And and I said, no, Cass Clay makes chocolate milk, and they make it really really good. But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Cass Clay, Cass Clay makes chocolate milk, and these cows make white milk. So, how many adults do you get to ask you that question on a year? <laughs> More than you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are asking it. Are they are they, are they are they are they serious when they ask it though? That's what they I want to be smart asses. <laughs> not usually, but you, I think on occasion it's like uh, you know you might not know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you said your milk is going to Cass Clay, and are they picking up every day, or are you like an every other day? I don't know how big your bulk tank might be for production. <laughs> yeah, we're an every other day uh, pickup, so yeah, uh, which is which is great, and obviously we're we're nice and close to the plant, uh, uh, so uh, it, it's not long between when when ours is picked up and it's and it's in the plant. But yeah, every other day we get picked up. <laughs> 
We got a caller on the line here. I'm going to sneak him in real quick. And this is Ron. Ron, thanks for calling Weather and Egg and Focus. What's your question for Todd? Yes, hi. I, I missed part of your conversation. Two questions. One, do you AI your cattle? And two, do you monitor all the feed you give your cattle? Okay, uh, yeah, so we... We, we, yeah, those are good questions. So we do AI all of our cattle. Uh, again, when, when we, and in the past, the, it's been a long time since we've had a bull around, uh, the barn, uh, but we do AI all of our cattle, uh, allows us to use the latest and greatest genetics. Uh, in addition, uh, with so many, so many tours, so many classes, so many different workers that work for us, there's, there's a lot of people around the, the dairy barn and at any time you can, can avoid having uh, to be around bulls, uh, we think is a little bit safer for all of our uh, people that are, are coming through here. And then as far as monitoring the feed, yeah, absolutely. We, uh, so we have a, a farm crew uh, here at NDSU that, that raises our forages. So, um, all of our, uh, our corn silage, our haylage, our, uh, our, elf, our, um, our dry hay, uh, is all put up by, by our farm crew and, uh, Shane Posh and, uh, Ron Johnson and, and uh, company, uh, over there, uh, in Austin at the farm shop. They put up, uh, our forages and they do a great job, um, with that. And we all try to pitch in and help a little bit, uh, with, with all that. And then, um, and then we also, and they also do, uh, raise some, some, uh, some of our grain corn. And then we, we also, uh, get a lot of, uh, brewers grains from Drecker Brewing, actually. Uh, and, uh, so that's been a great partnership with, with them. And, and, um, um, so yeah, so we have, uh, we, we purchased very little feed, but we do have to purchase some, but, but not, um, that's more of our, our minerals and things like that that we use. Well, after you said that about Drecker Brewing, I have no doubt we're going to get messages asking about cows on beer now. So, okay, we're just, it's the spent grains. It's not the actual beer. Um, so, Todd, I should have asked you about this before we came on air, and I hope it's okay, too. Back when I was going to NDSU, I had some classes out there at the Dairy Barn, believe it or not. And one of the things that was most fascinating to me was some of the research being done on the dairy cows. And, in fact, one way – correct me if I'm wrong – one way to measure – feed quality was there really was a cow with a rubber grommet in her side with a little flap and you could take like feed samples out of her stomach. Can we still do that? Is that still a huh? thing that can happen in research for dairy animals? Yeah. Um, so we don't have any cannulated animals. At the, at the, no, it's a great question. Absolutely. In fact, that was uh, some technology that was uh, kind of uh, perfected here at, at North Dakota State back Back when I don't even know how many years ago, I'd have to get Mark Bauer to give me the history lesson again. But um, but it, it was uh, yeah uh, technology that was perfected here at NDSU, and but yeah, you're able. It's like a little window right into the side of the uh, of the cow, and Stop. we don't have any cannulated animals at the dairy <laughs> right now. But but uh, but I think at the, at the Nutrition and Physiology Center there are some some cattle that have have the uh, the fistulas in them. So you're telling me there's yes. just a little sliding door, basically, and you oh. just reach into the what? Yeah, yeah oh, no, I mean, you, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's rubberized, and you can and you can take out the the plug in there and and yeah. uh, see into the the rumen of the cow. So. Things I've learned about wow. cows. Yeah, you it's stick kind of like a pet door. It's very good for research and. Yeah, it's very good for research. Doesn't hurt the the cow at all. But, uh, um, but so yeah. we stick. Uh, we don't like say we don't have any now, but we we have had some. So, oh. <laughs> that magnets, sliding doors, <laughs> rubber doors. <laughs> right, right. Well, there's another really big one that took me for a loop a couple months ago. I don't remember what it was. It was just like what? You, no, you don't do that. And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's everyday practice, man. <laughs> So I got yeah. one for you here, Todd. I'm going to go back a couple of questions. It was actually from our caller, Ron, who was talking about the AI, and you were kind of talking about, yeah, we do that. We can get in some of the better genetics or work on that. Now, I don't know if there's some uh, department or uh, well, I don't know how you'd quite say it. I guess you could just say department at an NDSU that deals with genetics. But regardless of that, uh, is there any collaboration that you do with other ag 
focused universities or colleges that have, say, maybe a ge- genetics department that you do some collaboration work on where they send out their genetics to these other universities, you AI that genetic into your guys' cow, and then you report back how it does through its lifetime or something like that. I don't know if you kind of see the direction I'm going here with that. Um, uh, as far as genetics uh, and collaborating with other universities, I don't, I don't know that we do any of that. Uh, I guess I'd have to – Check. With, I, I guess I'm, I don't know what the what the beef unit is doing. I don't think they they do any of that either. But um, there's there's always collaborations with other universities and things like that. Maybe just not necessarily on the on, on the genetics end right now. But but there's always different uh, research projects, different things like that 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 um, that are, that are often collaborated with other universities uh, when you can use a bigger uh, sample size of animals, uh, things like that that. You know, it just it just helps to have uh, have, have um, anytime you can have prove your your um, information with more data points. It's always a good thing. So um, so there's always a lot of collaboration or collaboration between the different universities. Okay. And speaking of that collaboration, South Dakota State University just announced that they will be closing their dairy barn because it needs some significant upgrades that they're unable to afford. So this is kind of twofold. Um, is our barn? pretty automated and up to speed and two will that put more pressure on ndsu to do research and things that can no longer be done down at south dakota state great questions um we we know that we need uh some upgrades here uh there's no doubt about it we have an administration that that understands that um we're working very hard to to uh trying different avenues to to get that um uh, we have, you know, there's, there's different things and I don't know if what I'm allowed to share or not share, but we are trying, um, and, and hopefully, uh, soon, uh, we'll see some upgrades, uh, here at the dairy. Uh, again, we've got an administration right now that's, uh, fully behind it, wants to, uh, be able to provide those update or the, yeah, the updates to our facility. And, and, uh, there's no doubt if, if, uh, if SDSU does close their doors, I want to get every one of those students that would have came, uh, that would have went there. I want to get them to come here. Uh, um, and, and so it's going to be our job to go help recruit those kids. And, and, uh, but we're trying to recruit those kids already, but, um, but, uh, if we can, if we can, we, I know that we can provide them a great education if they came here. And, uh, so we just want to be able to show them the latest and greatest, uh, in, in the dairy facilities. And, and so we know that we're a little behind right now, but like I say, we are working on that. And, uh, and like I say, we, we'd love to get, uh, every one of those kids that, that ended up at, or that would have ended up at South Dakota State. Uh, we want to get them up here. Hmm. And it would be awesome too. <laughs> And I don't know if this is something that, just based on your last comment, I don't know if this is something that you can elaborate on or if it's something you even want to mention. But if there was one thing that would really step up the department or the, your area over there, what what would that be? And I guess, well, I guess I don't really have an example to say. But if there was one thing like, hey, if we got this, this would really make you know a big deal, a big change to our operation on what that would be and what it would mean. So, I mean, I guess the biggest things for us, we're going to be upgrading our, our, um, our milking facilities, you know, our, our parlor right now. It's been great for research, no doubt. Um, but it's not a very modern, um, parlor and we want to be able to teach latest and greatest. And, and, and on herds our size, um, a lot of, a lot of places would go to robots. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the robots and the, and the milking in the dairy world is, is very popular these days. And, and uh, so we really should be probably in that, um, you know, going that direction to be able to show our students the, the, the latest and greatest things with that. And also to be in, in order to do research on, on uh, uh, with milking cows, we want to be able to, um, you, you want to be able to do that with the technologies that's being used out in the, in the industry. So uh, those would be some pretty, pretty huge deals for us. Um, we have some designs that would, I think, work very good for us and not have to completely tear down our facility, uh, more retrofit it. So, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. We're, I know we're, we're, uh, we're optimistic that maybe some, some things could happen, but we know that, that, uh, uh, in order for us to, to, uh, 
stay at the forefront of, of research and and teaching that that um, that would probably be a direction that we probably need to go. Awesome. And we got another call here. Uh, Wade's on the line. Welcome to the show, Wade. What's your question for Todd? Yeah, did you beef up your security after those dogs um, broke in and killed a bunch of livestock? Um, so, yeah, that was a few years ago. That was over at the sheep unit. Um, um, but, I mean, um, yeah, I think, I mean, that was, I would say, a, a fluke deal. But, yeah, I think there are a lot of, of measures that were taken uh, to try to prevent anything like that in the future. Right on. Thanks for calling, Wade. And, Todd, I think right now with all the good weather that we've been having, how is that for the dairy cows? Usually everybody thinks about dairies, dairy cattle as like the pretty pampered princesses of the livestock world. So they're probably indoors maybe more. But is, are you having any trouble with mud in the feedlots or any of that type of thing as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, our, our our milking cows are all inside right now during the winter and, and uh, they're uh, our, our facility is again, like I said, not the newest, but uh, it, um, and they probably don't build facilities like ours anymore. It's very uh, enclosed. But in the winter, our barn is great, uh, no matter what the temperature is. Um, but um, uh, our, our heifers that are outside uh, are certainly enjoying the milder temperatures. We're, we're making sure that we bed them up really well, when uh, so that we don't get uh, into too much of the problem with the uh, with the mud. A lot of our stuff is on uh, on concrete, so we're okay there. But um, uh, you know, it, it's when the temperatures go up and down a lot that's when we see maybe uh, you know some calves struggled you know with sickness or whatnot. But um, uh, but it's been so mild that it, we haven't gotten into. It's been it's been pretty nice for for working and whatnot. But um, uh, it's when you get the extremes, you know, up and down. That's when that's when we we have our most trouble. Even if it's really cold, uh, with with uh, our hutches and and things like that, our, our calves still do really well. But um, it's the it's the temperature big swings that that's where we get in this. Uh, we have to fight a little bit. Right. Well, Todd, if someone's listening, they want to get more information about the uh, the dairy barn over there at NDSU, or maybe someone's thinking about heading over to NDSU to work in that uh, the area. Where would you direct them to get more information for uh, more information about it? Well, uh, anybody can can call our our department. Um, I guess off the top of my head, I don't have the numbers by me, but. Uh, um, uh, call into Halts Hall and at, to our animal science department, and uh, they can always direct uh, people out to any of the farms. Um, and again, they can they can come right to the dairy barn, and if they want, you know, it's always nice to have. Uh, uh, I love showing showing people around. Uh, it's always nice to have a little heads up when they're coming. But again, we give we give lots and lots of tours every year, and 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 uh, um, just because we 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 love showing off that that we are a, a very um, we are a working facility. We we want to uh, again. We we know that we work hard to get uh, produce really good livestock, and we want to show that off too. So, um, so again, uh, and and um, but any 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 of our farm units uh, do such a phenomenal job, and and so they can sure uh, call into to uh, Holtz Hall and and in it with our animal science department, and they'll they'll uh, direct you in the, to the uh, right people to get a hold of. Right on, awesome, and uh, we're just just had our our line light up, so I just want to give this a moment to see if they got a last question for you, Todd, or if it's kind of an irrelevant phone call. So, uh, you said that you do do those tours. Are they are they supposed to be during a certain time frame, or is it just kind of a heads up? Hey, I'd like to come see a tour and be like, oh yeah, two o'clock on Thursday works well, or. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As long as we 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 know and we can have somebody around to show you around. Uh, obviously, we don't we don't do self guided tours by any stretch, but um, it just depends <laughs> on what they want to see. Some people some people like to see milking, and obviously there are only certain times of the day that we're going to be milking. And um, but some people just like to see the the animals, like to see the calves, like to you know, and and that can obviously be done at, at different times. Uh, the biggest thing is just to make sure that we've got someone to show you around, whether it's myself or one of the students or whoever. But um, as long as we get, have a little bit of a heads up, mm-hmm. we, uh, we we sure like to show people around. Right on. Arden, welcome to the show. I'm running low on time, so you have to be quick. But what's your question for Todd? Is he aware of Qual Dairy southeast of Lisbon? Well, yeah, absolutely. 
day. Do you have any working relationships back and forth? Can you take your students down there so they can see the operation and and uh, come to some agreement with Alan Call and everybody's happy. We we. Br- we we brought our students down there before. Uh, they have an amazing facility down there uh, uh, with a robotic rotary. Uh, it's it's uh, it's very. I think when it was built, it was only the second one in North America. It was it's a it's an amazing facility, uh, and Alan does a great job down there. So it's uh, yeah, our our students have gone down there before, uh, and uh, and and uh, um, when 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 it works out for them and and for us, it's it's uh, phenomenal to bring our our students down there to see such an operation. Awesome. Because all cows are chipped, aren't they? Because they come in when they need the milk, when they feel they need the milk. Nobody touches them cows, do they? Uh, at, in at Qualls, there they are brought in and 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 milked. Uh, when, when on a on a regular uh, robot, they the cows do come in when they want. And at Qualls, they they are they're brought up, uh, but nobody. Yeah, there's not there's. Nobody's really touching them because of of the robots that that are uh, putting the uh, the milker on the cow. All right, Arden. Thanks for the call. We're running low on time here, so we're going to have to to end this here quickly. But when we come back, we got presidential trivia, another check on the forecast, and again, Todd Molden, director of NDSU Dairy Barn. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah not thanks, a problem. Todd. All right, stay tuned. Thank you. Weather and Ag and Focus. We'll be right back. It's the Coffee Club with Janae and Ronnie. Now, I was going to go out on a limb because I saw this on the Big Bang Theory television yeah. show. Yeah, what was your guess? A dicky. <laughs> you know the little, you know the little fake like uh, you're wearing a turtleneck oh, thing. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. Because every time I see a dicky or I hear the word, <laughs> yeah, I think of. And plus, what do you think of? And, and plus, it's a funny word. The Coffee Club weekdays eight thirty to eleven on AM nine seventy and ninety three point one FM WDAY. Are you having transmission problems and struggling to find a place to work on it? I've got some exciting news for you. I'm Matthew from Fix It Forward Auto Care, and we're excited to announce that we're now offering full-service transmission repair for automotive and light truck applications, including repair, rebuilding, and replacement. If your transmission is making unusual noises, slips, or is leaking, stop by any of our four convenient FM locations so our skilled technicians can check it out. Fix It Forward Auto Care, the name you trust for car repair. Fix It Forward Auto Care. Hey there, lovebirds. This is Aaron Wimmer with Wimmer's Diamonds. This Valentine's Day, we're partnering with Shea West Garden Center to make your Valentine's Day something special. Now through February 14th, when you make a jewelry purchase of $250 or more, you'll receive 12 fresh-cut roses from Shea West Garden Center on us. Let our jewelry experts assist you in choosing the perfect Valentine's gift for your someone special. So visit us at Wimmer's Diamonds today, because nothing says I love you like fresh flowers and lasting sparkle. Attention service technicians, Northern Plains Equipment, a certified Case IH dealer in Minot, Garrison, and Mandan, North Dakota, is looking for top-notch individuals to join their team and perform quality maintenance and repairs on all types of agricultural equipment. Northern Plains Equipment is a value-led 100% employee-owned company offering competitive wages, benefits, and job training. If you're ready to work in a great environment with great people, apply at plainsag.com. Northern Plains Equipment, proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Olivet Lutheran Church in Fargo invites you to join us for Ash Wednesday services, February 14th at noon and 6 p.m. On that day, we are marked with ashes and reminded that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Our theme for Lent this year is Gifted for Mission, where we will reflect on Jesus' great commission, the reason for it, the challenges we may face, and its foundation to tell the story of Jesus' love for all people without exception. Watch all of our services online at olivet.org. Encounter Jesus, experience grace. Olivet Lutheran Church. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Weather and Ag in Focus on WGAY Radio. Did, did we miss one? 
There we go. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, right. <laughs> Welcome back to Weather and Ag in Focus. We got a few minutes left here for uh, our presidential weather trivia. Uh, thank you to PetroServe. And uh, if you get this answer correct, you can win or have a chance to win. You'll get entered in the drawing to win a $250 PetroServe gift card. Here is today's presidential trivia question. I was born... In 1913. God, you're old. With the name of Leslie Lynch King Jr., but I changed my name at 22 years old. What president am I? I was born in 1913 under the name of Leslie Link King Jr., but changed my name 22 years later. Which president am I? 701-293-9000. I can hear... Mm. All the Google searches going on here. Uh, again, 701-293-9000. Uh, the question is, I was born in 1913 as Leslie Holy. Lynch King Jr., Holy. but changed my name 22 years later. Who am I? Hi there, caller. What's your name? Hey, hi. I'm Jason. Jason, you got a guess? Gerald Ford. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's correct. Good that job. Uh, Jason, uh, anyway. did you have to Google it? No, I actually knew that. Uh, he was adopted. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I must have paid attention that day in my history. Yeah. He, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. What, ci- what city was he born in? Ooh. Oh. Uh, I'm just going to go out of limb and say uh, Dearborn, Michigan. No. I guess. Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, he in oh, fact wow. in fact his house is still there. It's pretty cool. It's it's obvious it's a very uh, meager I mean, you know, not a huge house by any means. So uh uh pretty interesting to go visit that as well. So mm. excellent. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Hang on and uh, and Jacob will get your information and uh, you'll get entered into the uh PetroServe USA $250 gift card giveaway. He hung up. He did? Yeah. Jason, call back. We'll get your. Uh, we got to get some information from you. You want that opportunity at the gas card? Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand. All right. Well, what do we do Jacob, now? Can, you want to check on that. the old? Uh, let's do old forecast. Well, there's not much weather going on, so why don't we hit a couple of ag topics? <laughs> <laughs> there's no weather. It's like Hawaii here. It's just gorgeous. It, yeah, it really is nice. No doubt. No beautiful. doubt. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. No, we're well, getting ag topics. Since you guys, oh. Although we can have, since the, you're we not, can have that. <laughs> sorry, I guess I'm not paying attention. I'm doing the call, the screener over here. Jason keeps calling. <laughs> I just told you the weather. It's nice. It's going to be nice. There'll be a clipper sometime next week, whenever it is that I travel. Frankly, though, people, look and for tomorrow. the sunshine. Gonna, we'll have a little bit of a dip later on this week, but it's not going to be bad. No major snowfall in the region unless you're like Dickinson, North Dakota, who got five inches of snow over the past weekend, uh, late last week. Sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. <laughs> so I got it right. You did? I'm good. All right. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So the big one for people to know about, there is something called um, Together All. And this is a landmark alliance with a number of ag, ag businesses. They're launching a free anonymous online mental health well-being service monitored by professionals but for farmers ranchers and their families we'll make sure to touch on that that's more in great, depth tomorrow that's a great idea i like that yes we'll talk about that but don't go anywhere the jay thomas show is next